Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to Cafecito con Estrellita. Now, let's get into today's episode. Hola mi gente, welcome back to Cafecito con Estrellita. I hope you're doing well this week and uh, mi gente, I know you hear me say this all the time but it's fine, it's totally fine but I'll say it, I'll say it every single time. I've missed all of you so much mi gente, like this podcast, connecting with all of you really really brings warmth to my heart. So it's such an honor to be able to have listeners like yourself just tuning in to Cafecito con Estrellita. Now I do have topics I really want to highlight in regards to master programs, PhD programs in this episode. But before we transition into that, I really want to sit down and take the time to talk with all of you, mi gente, like for reals about what's going on in Texas and with the whole Ted Cruz situation and all that stuff. Now, mi gente, so I'm, I know many of us have seen on the news and even on social media such as TikTok and Instagram that we see cars in Texas like sliding because the roads are, the roads are so icy and that's that they're parked or whatnot. We see in t the entire pools just ice, ice frozen, but not even ice frozen where you could like ski on it safely. It's like it just does not look natural. And there's people that don't have electricity right now. Their house is completely like no low electricity, no warmth, not even water. And I know many of you have heard my previous episode for season two with Melba Tellez, the CEO and founder of Mujeres on the Rise. And she actually, not so long ago, went to Texas before it started snowing to visit family. And don't worry, there's a reason why I'm bringing this up. And I had no idea that this had even happened, that she had flew out until she let everyone know on her, in, on her personal Instagram platform how bad Texas had gotten. Now, she created this thread. It has been shared a lot, like a lot, which I'm really glad about because where awareness and conversations like this are very crucial to have during this time. And I'm going to go ahead and pull it up from my computer, her Instagram post, because I do, there's a page that I definitely want to be reading to you out loud. So give me a sec. So I highly encourage you, mi gente, like I'm going to be reading one part of this thread, but I recommend that you check out Melba Tellez on Instagram to read the entire thread. And it starts off with, the worst part is my family and I, like thousands of others, lost power and water. My sister's house was freezing, and at night, the temperature dropped below 30 degrees. She has three babies at home, and my mom is over the age of 65. We were lucky enough to find a propane burner to be able to cook, but otherwise, I have no idea what we would have done. What I describe here is only part of the story, and tensions were definitely high. And I just have to tell you, mi gente, that well, one, Melba was very, very brave to be highlighting this experience because awareness does have to happen. And I also just want to highlight, this is why we need women leaders, not just any women, minority women leaders, people of color, because I guarantee you, if we had a woman in the position of whatever Ted Cruz has, our woman leader or Texas's woman leader would have not left to Cancun during this horrific, horrific time. Now, before we transition to this episode's next topic, I do want to shout out a couple of organizations you can donate to 
in regards to helping Texas. And you can find this information on Latina Approved on their Instagram, but I'll definitely put this link in the show notes. So we have the Salvation Army, Community Care Mutual Aid Houston. I did not say that right. Houston, Houston. Kick the Cold, Austin Mutual Aid, and Feed the People Dallas. And again, with Melba Tellez's response to this whole situation and her experience, and with this list of organizations you can donate to, I will be on Latina Approved on Instagram. I will be putting them in the show notes. All right, mi gente. So I'm going to go ahead and transition into master programs, PhD programs. Where should our first-gen gente consider applying to right after undergrad? And even if you take a gap year, gap years, whatever it may be for you, it's still a question to consider. Should I go straight into a PhD after receiving my bachelor's or should I take the master degree route? And I'm going to be so honest with you, mi gente. I really just want you to remember that, well, one, grad school is a personal choice. It really is. Like only you know you better than anybody. And also... Well, grad school is expensive. And even if you get funding or not, it's expensive in the sense where you have to put in a lot of your energy and time. So it's that's why it's good to consider what options you have. It's good to sit down and figure out what it is that you want to keep going to do with. Because like I've said before, we definitely do need more of our Latinx individuals obtaining doctoral degrees, professional degrees, and so forth. But I also don't want to lie to you and say that it's it's a wonderful, beautiful rainbow being a grad student. No, there's definitely a lot of a lot of ups and downs. But that's why, again, it just goes back to it being a personal choice for you, for your mental health, financially, what what personal goals you may have in regards to if you want to do other things outside of academia. Like, for example, yes, I have this podcast that highlights the first gen experience through higher education. But I would still consider it as my, it keeps me sane by pushing aside my, you know, my classes, my schoolwork for a bit because I'm working on this and using it as my creative output. But anyways, besides all that, the point. So PhD programs, a majority of them can be funded, some fully funded, some, well, a lot funded, if you know what I mean. And the reason for that is because they want their students to do research. Research is so essential because with research, it's able to back up, like, I don't know what other word to use right now, but it's literally used to back up whatever evidence someone may be using in regards to like protect or like defend their their thoughts, their findings, whatever it may be. So that's why a lot of the PhD programs can be funded like that. But obviously... Um, they tend to be like a five to seven year commitment. So it's like, you really have to make sure that this is what you're willing to do for a long time. But it's also good to keep in mind that not every PhD program is going to be fully funded or maybe not funded at all. So that's why it's important to do your research, figure out what it is you would like to do, what research you would like to study and continue on, and then go from there. Now, if you're someone where you know for a fact you would eventually like to find yourself at the, at the doctoral level, just not yet, that's where you can go ahead and start off with obtaining a master's degree. And when you're getting a master's degree, I must tell you this, 
your master's degree is just as important as your doctoral degree journey. I'm going to say that again. Your master's degree journey is just as important as your doctoral journey. And the reason why I'm saying this, mi gente, is because I'm just going to be flat out honest. I myself, sometimes I feel like I I give myself a hard time. I've gotten better at it, but I feel like I give myself a hard time because I'm like, wow, I'm not at the doctoral level yet. I've known about PhD programs for a while now because of the mentors I had during undergrad. And it's like, I knew I would eventually want to get my doctoral degree, but I didn't apply it right away. So now it feels farther and like, I'm never going to get it because I started in the master's level first, da, 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 et cetera. And then, well, as I mentioned very bluntly here, I've definitely gotten so much better at checking myself because, you know, we have to be kinder to ourselves as we're going through this journey. And obviously I'm not perfect. So I'm going to have moments where I find myself giving myself a hard time, but that's when I know I need to check myself, be like, Hey, you're doing the best you can. You know, you picked up this master's level, like credential master's level, because you have to make sure that your bills are met because you have these goals with Cafecito con Estrellita podcast. And that's why you chose to continue on in the master's route, credential route that you're in. So then you're able to kind of make your schedule work for you to keep this podcast going while developing as a person, helping La Familia, todo eso. Because sometimes there are many students that they they literally have the qualifications to be in a doctoral program right after undergrad. But sometimes they won't apply right away and they'll go into a master's program or maybe take time off because they have other obligations that happen in their personal life that it needs to be met. So that's why I'm telling you, if you're at the master's level, credential level, but you know you want your doctorate degree, please just make sure that you're not discrediting your master's or credential levels during your graduate journey because they are valid. You put in the work, you put in the time, and you're going to get that doctor title. You're going to get that doctor title, especially if that's something that you really want. It's just going to take time. And remember, every person's higher education journey is so different. And just like I shared with you, even though like I sometimes am hard on myself, like why didn't I go to doctoral right away? It's because I knew I wanted to do more than just school, but I still wanted to do school. So going to a Cal State when I originally started my graduate journey, it just made more sense to me for what I needed because my classes were at night. I would be able to work my nine to five to make income to not only save and like pay for my classes for whatever my tuition was uncovered for, but also it gave me the experiences and extra money that I could use to fund things like my equipment for my podcast or to fund things such as outside courses I may be taking or had taken in regards to learning how to market, to learn how to dab more with my graphics and all those things, just know that you have options and life is limitless. Limit. <laughs> I feel like sometimes you may think like, does this today I know how to talk? But I promise that I do. It's just, as you know, I got a lot going on, but I do my best to make it happen. And another thing I want to highlight, and I can mainly just speak from the Cal State University experience. I'm sure that other state schools and other states <laughs> 
can help, can, you know, they have similar protocols, but I'm going to go ahead and share the experiences from Cal States. So as you all know, I have experience in two different programs, two different Cal States. And in the first program I was in, I didn't get financial aid, even though I did apply it, but you know, they always give you the loan options and whatnot and the grants and all that stuff. However, I had colleagues in my original program where FAFSA was funding their entire master's degree. And I was like, oh, okay. And then, you know, like a year or so passes by and well, I'm in the program I'm in now. And I had my advisors telling me, oh, don't forget to apply to financial aid. Don't forget. So I did. And I was able to get financial aid to cover my tuition, not extra, but good to cover my tuition, which is a blessing in itself because school is expensive. And then um, as I continue to make TikToks, in regards to the higher ed experience and just giving consejitos. And as my following continued to grow there, I would have other gente on like a TikTok video conversate with one another about like, hey, I go to a Cal State and I also get FAFSA and I was able to get FAFSA to fund for my master's, whether it was completely or for part of it or whatnot. So that's the other thing I want to say too, where if you have the option to get your master's degree at a Cal State, even if you know that you want your doctoral degree, but maybe just at that point in your life, you can't necessarily do it yet for whatever personal things is going on, just apply to the Cal States. There's a good chance that you could get financial aid and have your MA degree covered for it. And I feel like that's not really talked about because there are many conversations where it's like, oh, but grad school doesn't give you FAFSA. Well, I really, from the looks of it, it really just depends on the program. Like, I can understand why FAFSA would not cover PhD programs because that's why there's fellowships, that's why there's funding for the students applying to these majority of PhD programs because they're paying students to do research because, well, we need research. But for the Cal States where you can get your master's, even though it's not research focused, you could still receive funding and I feel like that's why FAFSA plays a big role where like you could still get it during your MA journey. It, it just depends like maybe how much you have left over, your income, etc. But just know that you have options, mi gente. Ahora, mi gente, I want to transition into another thing. <laughs> so as many of you know, I am a workaholic. Obviously, I've given myself boundaries, porque tampoco me puedo, puedo pasar, you know? <laughs> Especially because I need to stay alive, sane, etc. But I do need to get those workaholic needs met. And the reason why I'm bringing up this conversation is because I want to ask you this, mi gente. How many times have you been that individual where you tell yourself, I do this role, this role, this role. I can give you examples. I'm a researcher. I'm a student. I'm a daughter. I'm a wife. I'm a etc., etc., etc. You know, all that good stuff. And I used to do all that time too. Like whenever someone would ask me, oh, and well, like, let's say I was someone I was like, getting to know, meeting for the first time, and after conversating and they're ask, oh, so what are you doing? I used to be like, oh, well, I'm getting my double major in this and that, writing my senior thesis, and I also work at this part of the university, and I'm also a research assistant, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So a lot of roles. And it was also something super common too, because not only first-gen students, but I would hear other students just mention 
how many roles they're playing. And well, one, I can understand why, because it's kind of like, I'm doing so much because I care and I want to make a difference, you know? And plus, it's, I get it, you know, we want to let people know what we're doing, especially if we know that it's going to bring to future successes. But as I continue to get older, and I continue to reflect back on how old Estrellita was as a student and overall person to how I am now, I it goes back to me realizing why I was always tense, why I was always on survival mode going through undergrad, not only because, well, you know, I'm paving the way as first gen, but also because just saying that long list and always thinking about how many roles I played like actively it really like kind of made my, my thoughts go crazy, whether I knew it or not at the time. And now, like, I'm going to be honest, Mijente, like if people ask me like, oh, like, what are you up to? I just say school and my podcast. Like, I mean, I don't even really mention to people, oh, yeah, and I work, etc. Because, well, I know I tell you, Mijente, but I really don't get as detailed as I used to. Just like I know many other of us have, especially when we have that survival mode mentality as students. And when I started to do that, like just really be like, oh, just a podcast host. Well, okay. I don't always tell people I do a podcast, but you know, like I'd be like, oh, I'm going to school and, you know, viviendo la vida. Once I started to answer more like briefly, but like, you know, I'm doing my thing, my, my inner peace was more calm. I felt good, like there weren't, weren't added pressures because we tend to give ourselves a lot of pressures, but you know, we, we don't learn how not to give ourselves pressures until we go through it. Cause you know, it's an, it's part of the human experience. That's why I'm telling you, mi gente, like if you're someone that constantly maybe feels stressed or always feels like they have to be doing something and you kind of like want to bring that down a little bit so you can be kinder to yourself, start with the small things such as ask yourself, do you constantly always say how many roles you're playing? Not just to other people's, but to yourself. And if you do, have you noticed that when you do it too much, you get like kind of tense pressures for yourself? And if you do, you can always transition and just start to be like, oh, I just, you know, I'm going to school, viviendo la vida, and that's it. You can even tell yourself that, like, know what you're doing, but like, just don't say all the roles all the time because trust me, mi gente, you will, uh, like, let me tell you how stressed I used to be and how hard I used to be on myself as a student. So my last semester before I transferred to UCSB, because trust me, I played so many roles in my life as a student, et cetera. I'll never forget, there was this one night, I was I was in bed, I had my pet pig, Poinky, yes, I have a pig, but he's back in Orange County right now, while, I'm, while my mommy's taking care of him. <laughs> Anyways, I was laying in bed one night, and I was looking up in the ceiling, and I remember this night so crystal clear, I'm just there, and then next thing you know, I just get woken up rapidly by myself, you know? at like 2 a.m. and I start to get this like itchy, somewhat burny sensation all over my back, my arms. And I'm like, why, why am I so itchy? Da, da, da. And then I'm just like, you know, scratching myself and then I go back to sleep. And then ever since that night, 
every day. It's gotten way better since I started at my program over here where I'm currently at. But up until I dropped out of my original program, I would get hives for any time I was stressed. Even if it was just the littlest bit of stress, I would get hives. And that's something I completely gave to myself because I was always on survival mode, you know? But I mean, I'm not mad about my, I'm not mad about it, you know, because like I reflected back and I was like, Sreya, you did it to yourself. But like, I mean, if you didn't, how would you have learned to be better now? You know? And that's just something I really wanted to share with all of you, Mijente, where it's like, it's good if you want to do many different things. I mean, I advocate for that all the time, especially if you want that healthy separation from academia life and your personal hobbies, life choices, etc. But just make sure to like kind of do the little things where you can do all those roles. Just like don't give these pressures to yourself because it's it's rough out here. And it's so funny because that the day that... um. I really was thinking about this topic. I made a, a Twitter post about it. And it was so cool because hip underscore Latina actually reposted my tweet, which I thought was pretty awesome. And there were so many people that like related to it. And it, I just felt like it was something super important to talk about. Now, mi gente, before we officially conclude this episode, well, one, I don't know if you've seen on my Instagram or my Facebook group, I officially am selling stickers now for Cafecito con Estrellita podcast. I've done a couple updates on my website, which I hope you can check out because I'm pretty proud of it because I remember when I first created my website before launching season two, I was, how could I say this? I was stressing, but not stressing. I'm trying to find the right word, pero pues, me entienden. I was like, in like, ah, I want this perfect. But then I checked myself. I was like, Estrella, it's okay if your website doesn't look as crispy cut in comparison to other websites, you don't have graphic design experience, but that doesn't mean you can't learn. But the only way you can learn is if you practice. So, you know, like whenever I really sit down and take the time, I play with my Squarespace account to like make my website better here and there. And I'm really enjoying the touches I've put on it. So if you haven't seen my website for a little hot minute, Go look at it and like let me know what you think of it so far. But anyways, besides the point, yes, I'm an officially selling Cafecito con Estrellita podcast logo stickers. I'm going to be bringing in another sticker soon. And I'm just going to give you a hint. It definitely has to do with one of my most popular quotes that I've created on Instagram that got a lot of like recognition. So I'm, I'm very excited for you to tune in. And I've had a couple orders come in, which I think is so awesome because it's kind of nerve-wracking, you know, Mijenta, like putting yourself out there to that extent. You're like, oh my gosh, ah. <laughs> but there's definitely all that, Mijenta. Now, before we now officially conclude the episode for this week, I just want to go ahead and share, you know, the quote of the day. And it's written by yours truly. Mija, you can still get that degree and chase those dreams without the survival mentality. And one more thing, in case you don't know what the survival mentality is, that's okay. Let's talk a little bit about it before ending this episode. So, 
It's very common for first-gen students to have the survival mentality ingrained in them, subconsciously or not. And the reason why I'm saying, saying that is because we were raised on the survival mentality because when our parents came to this country, a majority of our parents, our guardians, etc., they only just knew survive, survive, survive because where in the other country that they were at, there weren't as many opportunities in comparison to, well, opportunities that are here. Obviously, I know the U.S., California could be better, way better, but you get the gist, mi gente. And as soon as they got here, a new country, having to learn a new language, navigate how to figure out raising a family while bringing income, working these crazy hour jobs, long jobs, of course, their mentality would be like, I just need to work and provide, work and provide, work and provide. No time for hobbies. We'll do hobbies when we retire. But you know, life is so long, yeah, even kind of short, to not try and figure out what you like, you know? So because a majority of us as first-gen students were raised in that mentality, that's why once we started a higher education path, without any knowledge, (laughs) being thrown onto a university campus trying to figure out and navigate, of course we would go straight into survival mode. And when you're trying to survive, you literally try and grab anything that sounds like a great opportunity to make you stronger and more of an ideal candidate, which is why we'll carry so many so many tasks, so many clubs, extracurriculars, and classes. Ask for gen because we're doing everything we can to survive, make ourselves the absolute best to make us worthy for grad school or the nine to five world. That, oh, that's why we get so many stressors. But again, like, if you notice you've, you know, been doing stuff like that, survival mentality, you know, realize it, reflect, but don't be hard on yourself about it. Because it happens. We make mistakes. And then just do what you can to be better for you. Okay? All right, mi gente. So thank you so much for listening to this episode. Please don't forget to subscribe, write a review, and rate Cafecito con Estrellita on any platform that you use to listen to your podcasts. All right, mi gente. Cuídense. Y hablamos pronto.